Blog Talk Radio. And we are back. It's the Roman Show. Returns back to action. This episode, we welcome Rob Naylor, the official matchmaker for Shine. He joins us to talk about this weekend's amazing tournament. This plus much more on the Roman Show, which starts right now. Welcome everyone, it's the Roman Show for the week of July 10th, and we'd like to welcome you, we've been away for about uh, two weeks and change, but George, Mr. George, a dashing one, has been keeping the network alive with Russell City Radio, so George, how's everything, man? Again, it's, it looks like you've been gone for two weeks and some change, because clearly you don't know how to say my name, it's dashing. George Alonso, and before we even continue, today I am actually tasting a guava margarita. Guava margarita. That sounds kind of disgusting. So, actually, again, you want you want to taste? Nah, thanks, man. No worries about that. I'm okay with that. Alright, well, thank you very much for the introduction, and yes, uh, to go on a serious note, like all jokes aside, I did miss you, you know, during these two weeks, uh, you know, the Roman show is, is a huge, huge factor onto this network, um, and I'm very glad to be part of it, uh, but yes, I have to say, the ratings did go up when the fans realized the dashing one was in charge. Ha. Huh. Huh. Well, I'd like to uh, welcome everyone back here to the Roman Show. As uh, This week we're going to welcome the official matchmaker for Shine, Rob Naylor. And Shine Wrestling and WWN will present Shine 43, July 14th. Bell time is 9 p.m. at Uber City in uh, Florida, 1915 East 7th Avenue. If you can't make it, well, no worries. You can catch it on um, Flow Slam right there. You can find that information on their website wwnlive.com for more details you got La Rosa Negra Evelise, Dynamite Didi, Candy Cartwright and many more who are going to be a part of this great tournament that they have scheduled so make sure that you tune in uh, or if you're able to do it go ahead and uh, visit this great event for the Shine Nova Championship Tournament you don't want to miss it featuring 16 women that uh, you never know you might see them in NXT or ROH or heck even GFW. But we have a lot of things to talk about here as we're back. But want to get things off uh, some of the notes uh, regarding some of upcoming events that we have here in South Florida. Including this great amateur mixed martial arts event taking place in Doral, Florida on August 5th. Do not miss it, PFL 12 returns August 5th, 7245, uh, Northwest 25th Street, Miami, Florida. You can call for tickets at 305-394-9696. That's 7245 Northwest 25th Street in Miami, Florida, August 5th, PFL returns for more action. 
And uh, in fact, I will be uh, ringing out to that event. Their doors open at 5 p.m. So don't miss it. August 5th, mark it on your calendar. Or PremierFightLeague.com is the website to visit for more details. Uh, also, Fire and Ice is the place you need to go and get uh, and feel rejuvenated. Cryotherapy, they offer great services uh, both in Davie and in Coconut Creek. Check out fireandicebob.com for more information. Our good friend, UFC fighter Hector Lombard, is a part owner of that company, so make sure you visit them and, uh, and feel brand new. All right, let's get to the action. Uh, we're going to now talk a little bit about what's coming up in pro wrestling, but before we get started, want to let everyone know the Florida Supercon will be returning at the end of this month, July 27th. Visit theromanshow.com for more details. And also on July 28th, Ric Flair, the Nature Boy, will be at Martin's Park. Make sure you hear our special commercial that we got here on the program playing a little later. All right, reality check. Let's talk some pro wrestling. Alrighty, George. Well, you know, it's been top news, believe it or not, but it's been actually, I want to say it's in the uh, the, the, the front page of uh, of the big pro wrestling sites, and uh, it's an unfortunate news, but El Patron and Page, they're going at it once again. This, this you know, George, and I know that Page was a part of uh, uh, Diva, the Diva show on the E! Network, but... If they would have filmed these two, this love affair, do you imagine the ratings they would get? Because it seems to us that every day there's always a fight, there's always an argument. And this time, however, the officials were involved. Police was, uh, were called for an incident that happened. It took place in Orlando. And, and it's more of a he said, she said. There hasn't been a clear direction as far as a, a police report. We're still waiting, but George... You know, Paige such a great talent. Alberto De Rio such a great talent, and, and it's just unfortunate that their their personal life has uh well has gone a downward spiral. You know, they they they're always on the news, but it's not for for good things. It's un, it's unfortunate. It's for bad things. Well, the first first and foremost, to answer your comment from earlier about the whole diva, you know, show a total divas if they were on this thing. Uh, you know, I recall, I don't remember what show it was, but you would, I, I think it was the the little people or the biggest little people or something like that. The, it, it was a, it, it had to do with a family show mm-hmm. and you would constantly see the husband and wife fight and argue, you know, and, and that was fine, I guess, because, you know, it, it goes to the saying, hey, controversy sells. Uh, mm-hmm. it, that's the number one thing they teach you. No matter in what kind of thing you you live, uh, controversy or sex, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and they got those ratings because of those arguments that you know were taking place. But one thing is arguments, and, is a, and another thing is to be accused of domestic abuse. So, and, and I don't think any TV show will be airing such things. So there's a like there's a line that you draw when when it comes to hey is this gonna be allowed if Paige was ever on Total Divas? Now another thing, 
uh, as far as the situation is concerned. I don't care who reported it first. I don't care if it was phoned in. I don't care anything. This is something that should have never reached the public in the first place. Okay, because it's a personal issue between A and B, between Paige and Alberto El Patron. You don't see <clears throat> any situations of the regular norm of, say, for instance, uh, sorry to put this out there, Mr. Roman. I, I'm I got to use this as an example, but they don't see the you know yourself in tabloids if you and your your wife got in an issue. No, you you see tabloids when you see like uh, who was this guy that just got in a situation himself? Uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean guy, uh, Johnny Depp. I, yeah, Johnny Depp. He had a situation with domestic abuse or or something. The and dog. He, yeah, and they, uh, they 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 went headline, and then all of a sudden that hurt his movie career. Same thing with Alberto and Paige. You know, these are two people that obviously millions and millions of fans follow. And when you show domestic abuse, especially being him being GFW heavyweight champion. What does that do for your company? What does that do for your following? This is information that should have never been leaked. Never. Just like those nudes. These things should have never been leaked. I, 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 I agree, huh? but, but I, I agree, but at the same time, you know, this is a hot couple. Everybody wants to know not too many people are in favor. And TMZ was the one that, that leaked out this audio that, mind you, a fan recorded and he probably said that the TMZ, or maybe he has a connection with TMZ. I, I, I don't know how the situation is. But you you got to face it, George. This couple is, is under radar. Everyone is following their path. Some people want it to fail. Some people wanted something else. I don't know. But regardless to say, I get your point. I, I totally get your point. It's very personal. But look, it, it, it's drama. I mean, who doesn't want, who doesn't want to love... And watch a soap opera and watch that drama. And that's why people are following up with it. Okay, but you see, Roman, the, the, here's the problem. If it was people like newscasters or professionals that say, hey, what's going on with Paige and Alberto Del Rio? I wonder. Then that's a different story. You know, like something that it, it, it is meant to know about, like that is meant to know. But... Let's be honest here, Mr. Roman. 99.9% .9 of the people that want to know about Alberto and Paige are, are pretty much those fans that say, oh, I cannot wait till they break up with each other because I might have a chance. I, I guess. I, I guess. I mean, we're the haters. I, whatever it is. But I can tell you that TMZ is capitalizing on that traffic to their website because this is a hot power tuckle. P people want to know about the couple. Look. We had the opportunity of seeing Paige and and, uh, and Alberto. We we interviewed him uh, just not too long ago as El Patron was promoting Combate Americas, which is going to take place this month, July 27th, here in Miami, Florida. But you know, I, yeah, as a journalist, I'm not going to go ahead and ask about their person. I I personally don't care. You know, the, the whole conversation was about Combate Americas. However. There's a lot of fans out there, a lot of marks out there that, you know, they, they want to be cute. They want to be taking pictures of the couple. They want to do this. They want to do that. And that's what this person did, recorded by recording that, that incident or, or that uh, scuffle they had between the two of them. So, look, at the end of the day, George, 
Everybody wants to know what's going to happen with this couple. Yes, there are a lot of haters. We understand that. But at the same time, I think that they should really, uh, Alberto and, and, and Paige, although you might possibly disagree with me, maybe they like this publicity because you know what? Every time that we look at the uh, at Wrestle City, I mean uh, at uh, WrestleZone or any of these other websites, it's always something that has to do with El Patron and Paige. So something has to be there. If they know that they want to keep this relationship very personal, then try to stay away from, from the public eye. But they're putting this stuff out there. Instagram, Facebook, they're, they're putting it out there, George. So you're asking for it. Yeah, but no, but they're not putting out arguments, Mr. Roman. They're putting out times with each other, and mainly Paige, actually. Uh, Alberto would do these uh, these funny videos with Paige, but, you know, Paige would really go in-depth with her pictures to say family times, having fun with family, uh, blood thicker, and, you know, and, and all that stuff. It, it was real cute what Paige would share. But when it comes to, like, situations like this, again, Paige, I'm not even saying that Paige is the only victim here. She's not. Alberto is pretty much of it. Let, without defending abuse, okay? Pretend the abuse has nothing to do with this, okay? Pretend that for two seconds. You have just been recorded on your private life without permission and you were shared all over the world and now something that was meant to be shared between uh, two engaged or boyfriend-girlfriend or whatever they are and two families is now all over the world with people, out, you know, with that information in the hands of people that don't know what to do with it. So, and, and you're right about that because here in Florida law, you have to say or tell that individual that you are recording. So that's very interesting what's going to happen with that situation. And, and I mean, we all know what happened with, with Gawker and, and Hulk Hogan by releasing that tape. So this is this is pretty interesting. This is going to be probably an interesting case if they want to take it to that. But I, I will tell you this, George, before we wrap up with this this top topic here. You know, the, the brother uh, or half-brother uh, of Paige Roy uh, has gone on in public record and stated, I'm not going to read the entire quote, but basically he is very concerned for Paige's life uh, because it seems that uh, Del Rio or El Patron has had a history uh, of, of, of course, and again, I'm, I'm quoting what this uh, half-brother of Paige is saying uh, of domestic abuse, uh, of causing pain. So he, he basically is uh, is very worried about his sister. Um, so very, very interesting here. And then witnesses allege that Paige and El Patron argued about cocaine use during airport incident, uh, says Patron reeked of alcohol. So this is just, this is just so bad. You know, they, it, it really breaks my heart, honestly, because, you know, I, I met Patron several times. He, he comes out of such a nice guy, a very smart guy. And, you know, now we're talking about this crap. You know, it's very sad. I really, really do hope that they shape up their lives. And and, and let's talk some pro wrestling. Let, 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 let's talk some mixed martial arts. Don't talk about, your, you know, the situation that you're putting yourselves into. I hope they really fix themselves up. And, and let's talk about what they're really good and talented at. All right, moving forward, George. Dixie Carter might possibly, well, she's already in the WWE TV network, but she could possibly, potentially, not show up on a Monday Night Raw or a SmackDown. Now, this is as big, George, I would say, as when 
we never thought that Eric Bischoff would show up on Monday Night Raw or a SmackDown, but he did when he was when the whole WCW uh, invasion and WWE. Now, Dixie Carter, the former uh, TNA Impact Wrestling, now GFW uh, owner, to jump ship. I mean, at one point, Dixie Carter was really... She really wanted to go to war with the WWE, but it seems that somehow, some way, George, those that tried to compete with the Beast or the Giant come crawling back and make their way into the WWE. George, this is huge news if Dixie Carter were to come and and make an appearance on a Raw or, or a SmackDown. I agree, and let me tell you something. It, it this I think will be more shocking to me than Eric Bischoff coming out on Raw. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm saying, it, you know, of Dixie Carter is because, not because she's a woman and not because she owned TNA, is because of every little rumor, every little news, every little pickup that she did when, you know, she was going at war with WWE, like picking up the Kurt Angles, picking up the yeah. Hulk Hogan's, picking up the Macho Man's. You know, this was WCW Part 2 again, but this time... It was very, very close mm-hmm. because WWE did not look at them as competition, but their TNA's ratings were up the roof during that time. Mm-hmm. But WWE really still didn't care. Mm-hmm. So Dixie almost actually won. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, Dixie, yes, yeah, she's not she's not a wrestling fan or she has she doesn't have any wrestling background, but guess what she does have? She's a businesswoman. She comes from a long line of business in her family, in the Carters. So this might be not just a shocking move for the fan, but a great business move for the Carter family and the McMahon family. Yeah, absolutely a great move. And let me tell you, I think I was comparing her. Uh, If she were to make this debut on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or or any of the other uh, um, programming, she could be like a like like a like a Vicky Guerrero, you know. I think she'll fit the role perfectly because no one likes her. <laughs> so she, she yep. does she does she doesn't have to do anything. She just show up and she's gonna get booed automatically. Yep, I agree with that. I actually agree with that a hundred percent. As a matter of fact, <laughs> you know that I could see this <laughs> being played both ways. I could see where Dixie will come out and. And so because, uh, as we all know, they announced that Kurt Angle's uh, main secret will be revealed on Monday Night Raw. Hey, they could go two ways, you know, where Dixie Carter comes out to defend uh, Kurt Angle and his so-called secret that, that could get him fired, mm-hmm. you know, and Dixie Carter, you know, defends him, which I still would think that she's still going to get booed out of the building. <laughs> yeah. Or she could be used against him. And guess what? Those boos will be even louder than they expected. <laughs> so it's like it's a win-win for a new heel on television. Absolutely. And she would do a great, great job at it. I can tell you that. All right. So AJ Styles defeated Kevin Owens in New York at Madison Square Garden. This came out of nowhere, George. You know, Kevin Owens was really being uh, pushed as you know, the, the new face of the United States uh, or of North America. And... All of a sudden, AJ Styles wins this belt. It wasn't even televised. But what are your thoughts on this? Kevin Owens was really having a nice run holding the U.S. title and you know, putting it back uh, under the light, under, under the, the radar, putting that, that title up there 
to have that prestige. And not to say that AJ Styles won't do a good job, but not to televise it. You know, this came very shockingly. Well, here's the thing, Mr. Roman. Madison Square Garden is very, 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 very famous for causing shocking moments. And that was no less than than shocking, okay? When, because I was just scrolling through Instagram when I find out, hey, guess what, guys? You know, uh, uh, AJ Styles just won the United States Championship. I literally was only scrolling through Instagram. So it was a shock to the world. I did not know that was going to happen. No one did. But what I, But again, Madison Square Garden, for the most part, every time WWE is in that location, they tend to shock the world in Madison Square Garden. That's where the WWE was born, or the WWF, however you want to call it. So in this case, they shocked the world by doing an untelevised United States title change. Now, were fans happy about it? Maybe not, because, of course, they were maybe wanting to see it happen on television. But, guys, don't forget, everything that happens on WWE television happens for a freaking reason. There's a story behind everything. Enjoy the ride. Instead of complaining, instead of complaining and wasting your time on a complaint, why don't you ask, what's next? I agree. I think it'd be fun to, to, to watch exactly what's going to happen next. Well, I will tell you what happened, what happened next here on the Roman Show. We're going to welcome Rob Naylor, the official matchmaker of Shine. He joins us to talk about the upcoming tournament on July 14th and July 16th in uh, Uber City, Florida at the Orpheum, 1915 East 7th Avenue, for ordering your tickets you don't want to miss it if you're unable to make it no worries flow slam will stream all this tournament for your viewing pleasure you will be seeing some of the greatest ladies in action at shine for the shine wrestling nova championship tournament so coming up next rob naylor on the roman show stay tuned we'll be right back this is a special event announcement from your Miami Marlins. Woo! I'm Derek Dietrich, and I'm inviting you to Wrestling Night featuring Ric Flair. That's right. We've got 16-time world champion, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Woo! The styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, kid stealing, will and dealing, son of a gun. Woo! Purchase your special event ticket today, and you could get to meet the man himself, Ric Flair. We'll see you on Friday, July 28th. Woo! Visit Marlins.com slash special events. Welcome back, everyone, to the Roman Show. It's a, it's a pleasure to have this young man. He is the uh, Shine Matchmaker, Mr. Rob Naylor, who joins us right now on the line, and he's going to speak to us about this huge championship tournament, the Shine Nova, taking place July 14th and 16th in Florida. And, and they're featuring the eight first-round matches. And uh, on the 16th, they're going to have the semifinals and the finals. Now, what you're going to see is top-notch, some of the best female wrestlers in the world uh, competing for the Nova Championship title. And for the first time, we're going to get a, a hint or a taste of some new talent that we possibly have never, ever heard of. But, well, we'll be dazzled. Rob, thanks so much for joining us here on The Roman Show. How are you, man? Hey, great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, again, as you just mentioned, we are doing our Shine Nova Championship Tournament. Uh, it's a tournament that I and Shine officials talked about making because, you know, we have the Shine titles. Defended everywhere and worldwide, internationally known, and 
we kind of wanted something uh, for talents that are somewhat younger or somewhat, something else for someone to fight for, you know what I mean? That old WWF World Intercontinental title dynamic, you will. But uh, the tournament, I'll tell you what, um, I found out the dates were scheduled the same weekend of the May Young Classic. And of course, with that, you, you kind of pull back and you say, wow, you know, that, that's going to take a ton of our, our, our potential talent out of the equation. But honestly, what happened here was it really showed me the multitude of talent that really is currently out there because, you know, you've got Shimmer Pro Wrestling this weekend. You have Shine running next Friday and Sunday. You have the May Young Classic next uh, Thursday and Friday. And it's just unreal right now how many girls are just going for it and really, you know, just peaking right now in the ring uh, and character-wise as well. So I was so happy with the talent we were able to acquire for the tournament. Uh, we've got some faces that have been in Shine. We've got some new faces. We've got some international talent. And uh, we definitely got some people returning as well. So it's really a righteous blend of uh, different varieties. So, so tell me about, because what I'm most interested, not to take anything away from the talent that we're used to and seen in Shine, but what about the new talent? Where did you find these ladies? Where do they come from? What parts of the world? Have they wrestled in Japan, Mexico, uh, Europe, etc., Australia? That's a great question. Uh, we were really happy to have Holiday in for the first time, and she is internationally known. She's worked for the Stardom promotion in Japan, which, of course, you know, is Hojo coming in now for uh, the... May Young Classic. Yep. Stardom's room is still a great promotion. So you get a lot of girls domestically uh, shot at working overseas. And Holiday uh, has been impressive for quite some time. And when I found out that uh, she was available for this show, I was just absolutely through the roof elated about that. Uh, Jordan Grace is another one. Jordan Grace is someone who's just been absolutely dominant, in particular on the, uh, the Northeast uh, area of the United States. She is just totally rocked everywhere she has wrestled. She brings a, a really powerful style, and she has a lot of technique as well. And I know that she has been someone who uh, fans of Shine have wanted to see Shine. So to uh, kind of get Jordan Grace in the tournament was a huge coup. Uh, Shanti Blackheart. Uh, Shanti Blackheart is from the West Coast, and she's done a lot uh, out in L.A. She's gotten looks from WWE. She has, uh, she really, really turns the heads and opens some eyes past WrestleMania weekend when she worked for Shimmer and uh, she really uh, stepped up big there and as soon as once again I knew that she would have been available that was that was another huge, huge pickup for this tournament and uh, she's really coming into her own uh, also Leia Vaughn she has been in Shine she was the Dino Hunter when she was last with us uh, she's representing Canada she's going to make her way down here she sent along a promotional video where She's challenging the hygiene of our fans, which uh, that's probably not going to be taken too well by the Giant Faithful, but uh, she's coming in, she's got an attitude, and we're excited to have her back. And of course, last but not least, Beta Scott. Beta Scott was on a lot of the early Giant shows, talking back in 2012 and 13, the infancy of the promotion, she was around, and she's kind of not been around for a while. And to me, like, she's done it all, she's been in Ring of Honor, she can talk on the mic, she brings such character and flavor to the show that when I knew we'd get her on the show, it was a no-brainer as well. So that's some of the returning folks, some of the people that are going to be making their, their debuts for Shy. Robin Reed is another one. Robin Reed comes from Booker Team School. Very highly talented talent. A uh, great physically gifted young lady. And she, I have had so many folks be excited about Robin Reed. I think she's really going to open some eyes as well. 
uh, this this upcoming weekend on the 14th and 16th. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to kind of motivate all these girls. Like, you know what? This is it. You guys were selected for a reason, and it's time for everybody to step up and show the best side. And I have complete confidence in everybody involved, for sure. Now, that that's a matchmaker and with so much talent out there in the world. Some of it that has not even been found, but it, we know it's out there. I mean, how, how do you guys sit down, the whole Shine staff, to pick and choose is going to be the tournament? Because I'm sure there were some other ladies that could have potentially be part of this tournament for, for whatever reason. You know, you only have a few spots available. How, how do you how do you determine who's going to go in there? And, and, I mean, that must be a challenge in itself. Yeah, that, that's a great question. And it's very hard, and a lot of times, the girl will be like, hey, how come I'm not off? Or any kind of key. It's never the case. I mean, usually there's 16 to 22 spots a show. And if we're looking for talent to be on the show, you'll usually get, you know, 45 to 55 responses. And there's only so many spots. And it's, it's not even a discredit the girls aren't selected. It's more of a credit to overall how many girls are actually out there and available to, to be wrestling right now. And, and to me, it's, it's very difficult, and I keep my eye on all wrestling. I mean, uh, WRR up there in the New England area, uh, you have, you know, obviously there's a, a huge movement of wrestling in Texas. You have Shimmer, obviously. Internationally, you've got Shine, or not Shine, you have uh, Stardom, and there's just so much happening. And even in the, uh, amongst the ranks of the WWE, I mean, when I was working in NXT, you know, I saw Sasha Banks foot into the developmental program for the first day. And Bailey came from out of nowhere when she was at a tryout in Los Angeles. She was Davina Rhodes at the time. And, you know, she came in and we named her Bailey and she's just rocked it ever since. And to me, I was always a fan of women's wrestling, but I didn't like the way it was presented for a long, long time. In developmental, when I first got there, if you weren't a quote-unquote slim boy model, you couldn't, be, you couldn't be a diva. And I just always thought that was ridiculous and I'm just so proud that over time you know big picture and smaller picture you know girls and athletes are being exploited for their talent and not just their looks and they're all still very beautiful women but it's just like there's so much more to it there's so many there's so much depth to women's wrestling and, and now it's more than ever it's at a fever pitch and I'm just so proud of so many of the girls who come through shine have come from the independent level of wrestling who have made it and, and are making money now and really successful in wrestling. And, you know, if, if Shine can be a small platform just for someone who's going to get the jump to try to go and, and do bigger and better things, like, you know, I couldn't be any more proud to be part of it. Yeah, it's definitely come a long way. I mean, it was, what, just last year that uh, Sasha Banks and Charlotte headlined the main event in a pay-per-view. Uh, I mean, how, how crazy is that? We're at a time that, you know, it's just a matter of time now until we see two ladies hey, or possibly more ladies headlining a Wrestlemania we're getting that close oh yeah, yeah absolutely and it's, it's so funny because I know Charlotte Flair and I know Sasha and I know Bailey so much and they're all driven and they're all such great girls quality human beings and, and you know thank you Lynch she sent her tape in from overseas you know I remember twice to get together and we sent it off to management and obviously she got hired and she's done fantastic and it's just like I'm just so glad that there's a platform now for uh, for women's wrestling. And you know, Dave Prezak and Shimmer deserve so much credit also. Fans are familiar with Shimmer. I can't I can't mention them enough because really, you know, WWE <laughs> if there were finders fees, Prezak would be rolling in a giant pile of money right now because basically every single off wrestler pretty much is gone through Shimmer and 
and hone their skills and talents there. And, you know, uh, it, it, like I said, if Shine can also do that and, and working creatively with these girls, you know, it's just like, it's, it's more than just wrestling, you know. I, I've watched Norman Smiley and Sarah Del Rey work with the girls who were, a lot of them just brand new, like first steps in the ring with these people. And I just like the idea of, of working with talent, whether it's raw, whether it's experience, and, you know, just making them love wrestling as much as I do, you know, and, and making them yearn to learn and, and get better and, and vary up their style and skill level and, and just character stuff and just take it all next level and connect with the fans, you know, that's what it's all about. Well, Rob, I want to thank you so much, and we're looking forward to July 14 and 16, uh, the Shine Nova Championship. Uh, it's going to feature the FI round eight first round matches on the 14th and then the semifinals and finals on the 16th it's always good to have these type of tournaments you know we don't see them that often but it shows it shows you how much of these talent these ladies or uh, these professional wrestlers have because they have to wrestle you know more than once on a show and that that, that right there just shows you how much talent they have absolutely that's great uh very good point and it's just endurance and physicality and uh durability, if you will, and uh, like I said, to couple with the tournament, you know, uh, there's been a whole side story of Bufiso, who's our shine champion, she has been challenged by, by Allison Kay, and she has kind of, you know, blown that challenge off, and I don't know what's going to happen there, but it might all come to the head that weekend as well. You have, again, like I said, Priscilla Kelly's been there, Candy Cartwright, you know, the, the name is the Stormy Lee APR. I don't even want to leave anywhere. Eva Lee is back. She's been all over the place. She has thrown her name in that for this tournament. So, again, you know, young talent like Aria Blake and La Rosa Negra, who's been down in Puerto Rico killing it. So, again, just an unbelievable meal town. And I just cannot wait to uh, present these shows next week. We hope everyone comes out to the Orpheum in Ybor City, which is just a great place to watch wrestling. And uh, you can't check it out live, obviously, on Slam. Uh, it'll be available as well to stream uh, to your computer and your uh, home video system. So. Of course, you can always flash in a Flow Slam. And for more information, visit www.live.com or follow them on, tw- on Facebook and social media as well for more details. Rob, thanks so much for your time. July 14th, July 16th, marking on your calendar. If you can't be there in... Uh, in Florida, no worries, catching a Flow Slam uh, TV, and you can catch all the action right there and then. Thanks so much, Rob. Appreciate your time. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you, man. Well, George, it's time to talk some mixed martial arts, combat sports, and I have to tell you, I just finished watching the Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather press conference, and I think I've said this before. And I know at one point no one really believed this thing was going to happen, but it did. And God, to me, George, and I, 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 and I, again, I hope I'm wrong, but to me, I think that this uh, world press tour that they're having, which, mind you, they have another one uh, or a couple more this week, so you want to make sure you tune in. They're having one in Toronto, New York, London. Uh, earlier today they had it in, uh, in California. But to me... The press conferences are the hype. It's going to probably be better than the fight itself. Uh, and in this first time around that we saw Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, I got to tell you, Conor really got under Floyd, Mather, Floyd Mayweather's skin. He really got him heated. And one of the greatest moments is that Conor McGregor's suit, George, has F.U. 
embroiled all over his suit. Can you believe that? It literally says everywhere. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. All over his suit. How cool is that? I want that suit. <laughs> I figured you would. But again, listen, as far as Floyd Mayweather and and Conor McGregor is concerned, yes, I have to agree with you. Sometimes I question, hey, are these press conferences going to be more entertaining than the actual fight? And to be honest, or are we going to probably see even more fists thrown at these things than we're going to see in the actual fight? But time will tell. All I got to say is this. Whether you're watching the press conference or you're watching the fight, you're going to be entertained. Why? Because you had one of the best fighters in Floyd Mayweather and you had the best shit talker in Conor McGregor. You mix that together... You got some great entertainment coming. Oh, man, let me tell you. I'm excited. I'm pumped for it. And, and there's some people, however, that Skip Bayless of uh, Fox used to be an ESPN. is a big commentator. He's actually rooting for Conor McGregor. He, he's saying that he's going to destroy Floyd Mayweather, that Floyd Mayweather has never faced a guy like the notorious one. But, I, again, I still stand on my ground. I beg to differ. I think that Floyd Mayweather will still win this fight. I think that... <clears throat> He comes in with the, 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 the bigger edge here. Number one, and, and I don't understand, but these people don't, don't, don't seem to get it, but boxing, mixed martial arts, they're two complete sports. And yes, you do use striking in mixed martial arts, but it's not the same striking that you use in boxing. It, it, it's completely different. The, 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 the head movement is different. The, the, the body movement, your feet work, your footwork... It's so different. You can't compare the, 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 the both. You can't just go in and throw bombs. and sh- It's not going to happen, you know. In MMA, you're worried about someone going down, trying to take you down with your legs, uh, wrestle you, uh, kick you. So many uh, arsenals that you can use. In boxing, it's just one thing, and that is your hands. But there's a different art to it. So whoever think, thinks that McGregor is going to come in with this mentality, which punching the hell out of people like he does in mixed martial arts, it's not going to happen because Floyd Mayweather is a boxer and he's going to use what he knows how to use best and that is his defense. He's by far possibly the best defensive boxer of all time. So, again, I'm not not hating on Conor McGregor. Listen, if you were to knock out Floyd Mayweather, George, I I think that in itself would be huge. It would be gigantic, you know, if, well, if Floyd Mayweather wins, then, eh, whatever, we expect it, but if he were to knock out Floyd Mayweather, I mean, that'd be insane, I think everyone would completely lose their shit. <laughs> well, I think that's the day that the, the world just starts spinning, because you know something, if that were to happen, and let's say hypothetically it does, we will never hear the last of it, <laughs> and no one, and I repeat, no one can get on the mic and say, Connor, you're fourth. Because no MMA fighter has currently has ever entered the boxing ring while still being under contract to the UFC and defeated the best boxer that you, they had. The mm-hmm. last time you ever saw a mix like this was when Muhammad Ali fought Antonio Inoki in Japan. Right. Okay, so this is by far what, and mind you, no one won that fight. Right. 
Okay? So it, it's now what's going to happen when an MMA fighter beats a boxer? Right. <laughs> so think about that for a second. No one can say anything about Conor McGregor because at the end of the day, you know what? Whether it be a Nick Diaz, whether it be a Forrest Griffin, God bless him, you know, whether it be a Tito Ortiz, no matter who it is that Conor McGregor fights next, all the fans, all the reporters, all the, the people behind the, uh, behind the scenes will say, you know what, you're the one full crowd because you need to prove yourself. Agreed, agreed. All right, moving forward, Amanda Nunes was sketched to defend her title at UFC 213 against Valentina Shevchenko. That did not happen. Amanda Nunes, however, was cleared to fight, but she's claiming that she had some sinotitis or sinotitis uh, that didn't allow her to compete. But she's really saying that it was more of a, of a mental uh, situation that didn't allow her to fight. So many individuals in, in the sports in the sports world have, have, have gone on social media and voiced their opinion some are in favor of it. Some aren't are in favor of it. I'm going to give you my take. I think, look, if you're not mentally there, I am with you 110%. You shouldn't fight because, number one, you are the fighter and you're risking a lot. However, you are the champion. You are a fighter. Therefore, and you know this, George, there are fighters there, whether they have a broken hand or a broken foot, they're going to go in inside the octagon, the ring, the cage, wherever the heck you fight, and you will defend your territory. And... That is the other side that people need to look at. However, she is claiming that she will or wants that rematch uh, with Valentina, although it never really happened, uh, but she wants that rematch. And Dana White, the president of the UFC, has gone on and stated that she will no longer main event a pay-per-view. However, that's what he said about John Jones, that he will never main event uh, a pay-per-view. However, that's changing because he's doing it later this month, in July, when he's taking on... Daniel Cormier. So, I don't believe too much about what Dana, Dana White says. However, Amanda Nunes, I, I think that, she, I mean, I'm going out on a limb here, and, and I respect her decision, but I think she should have fought. I mean, if, if they're clearing you up, they're giving you the okay, don't, don't make your opponent wait. It's very unprofessional. I mean, just, just live up to what you, what you signed up for. Well, here's the thing. Like, uh, you you talk about backing up your words. You talk about make you know and all that stuff. But I had this personal conversation with you off the air, and Mr. Roman, you have to admit you could tell me Dana White was mad. You could tell me that her opponent was mad, and I'll say fine, I understand that. But you know what? Who was mad worse? The fans, right? Because the announcement was made on the day of the event, right? Okay, like literally hours before the event took place. Imagine for the professionals, like the business owners, the, the people who go to these boxing fights too, who place bets on this stuff. Imagine for the fans who say, those diehard fans of Nunes uh, that say, hey, I want to see this fight. And then come the day of, and they're setting up this barbecue, they're setting up their bar uh, trip, they're setting up whatever. And then going into the day, they get the notification on their cell phone, on social media, on the UFC news. Hey, it's not happening. Right. Yeah, very upsetting. And, very upsetting. 
So it, it, it's, a, it's a situation that, yeah, Dana could have been mad. Nunes uh, could have been, uh, her opponent could have been mad. But you know something? At the end of the day, yeah, you might be the president of the company and you might be the fighter, but at the end of the day, you need your fans. And if the fans are unhappy, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to have a business for long. Mm-hmm. You know, ironically, so, I was just thinking about this. And last year, it happened the same thing during the International Fight Week because that John Jones main event was canceled. And here we have it again. During the International Fight Week, the main event is canceled. So maybe it's deja vu, bad luck. I don't know what the heck it is, but it's very unfortunate. George, lastly, Greg Musasi, who used to fight now for the UFC, now he's making his way into Bellator. He has signed a new four-year contract with the company. Now, this is... this. We've seen this a lot. A lot of the fighters who compete in the UFC are jumping ship after their, after they meet all of their uh, contract obligations. And basically, Gegard Musasi went on the record and stated, "Look, they were they they were what I wanted, what I think I deserved. They weren't giving it to me, so I jumped ship and I signed uh, with Bellator for a four-year run for um, for a, a multi-fight." Uh, deal with Bellator um so as a businessman sure that makes sense uh and and that is what's happening uh many are complaining about this whole Reebok deal that they're not getting enough money and that's what we're seeing here uh with this situation with Gegard Mousasi who mind you he is in the top 10 uh when it comes to middleweight rankings he is ranked as the number six ranked fighter in the USA Today sports uh middleweight Ranking, so this this is not a bum. I mean, this is a guy who is a great fighter, could potentially be a champion. However, what I, what I'm seeing, George, is that a lot of these guys are jumping ship into Bellator, and they're becoming studs because, let's face it, the UFC has the best of the best when it comes to mixed martial artists. And I don't care what you say, Bellator, you can take as many fighters as you want. UFC UFC just has it, man. They have found out how the strategy works. Uh, again, Mr. Roman, nothing's wrong with competition, but they do say that Bellator is picking up, and, and again, even if they somewhat, even for the slightest, do pick up, you can hate on it because competition brings you better fights. Competition brings you better product. Competition brings you everything. That's why, uh, going back a little bit, and I apologize for bringing up this, uh, you know, uh, up in the MMA talk, but, you know, think of it as the WWE. WWE doesn't have any competition. The only thing that they're worried about is losing fans right now. So, but that, and currently, yeah, they don't have competition, so, you know, some fans have been saying, hey, this product sucks, you know, and all that stuff. But that's because there's no competition. Go back to the time of the Attitude Era versus WCW. You had phenomenal, phenomenal television. And that was every week. So think of it that way. Yeah, Bellator might be smaller than UFC, but they're up there and they're giving that small little hint of competition, and that is healthy. Sure. I hear you, I hear you. Well, George, that pretty much wraps up this episode of The Roman Show. We have to catch you next week as uh, we have a very, very featured special guest for you who will be performing in South Florida. And, George, you like you like a little Ramones? You like a little punk rock? No, of course. Who doesn't like rock? Well, I can just tell you that you're going to definitely enjoy our guest next week who will be joining us on the program and uh, she will be performing uh, in Doral, uh, 
uh, Florida. And, uh, well, well, we'll just talk about it next week. We'll keep you posted as far. He'll give you more details as far as what you can expect in your interview next week. So look out for that. And, again, you can always visit our website, theromanshow.com, where we are always live on youtube.com forward slash lromano201. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And follow us on social media at The Roman Show, both on Instagram, uh, sorry, on Twitter, and Roman Show Media on Instagram and on Facebook Live. We'll catch you next week right here on The Roman Show. Thanks for tuning in. You haven't been on, you haven't been heard.